morning to ya unless you're listening to this in the afternoon in which case forget that just happy happy be happy don't worry be happy it is wednesday the 10th of february i am todd brinker this is back from the brink aaron will be joining us momentarily in the meantime guess what they've been looking at the beta for ios 14.5 and there's a variety of things coming to this uh, some of it outrageously irritating to the fine folks at Facebook. And I say that with total sarcasm because I'm not a fan of Facebook in any way, shape, or form. Uh, which forces apps to um, uh, identify or it, I basically outs the app saying this is what they're doing. This is the data they're collecting about you. Do you want them to do that? Yes or no? And Facebook doesn't like that because they like to hide the fact that they're tracking everything you do. Um, and, uh, you know, I say to Facebook, tough. Uh, more power to Apple in this particular response. Not that Apple's like the panacea of all things righteous and good, but you know what? This is right. This is good. You know, there's nothing wrong with giving up your personal information to a company in return for some services, but you should know what you're giving up. They should be required to tell you what they're taking and how they're using it. And uh, at least this way, we'll know what they're taking and what they're doing and when they're doing it. So um, anyway... Uh, but the other thing that's in in there, people playing around with the beta now have discovered that that Apple Maps has added a new feature, and that is accident reporting. So as you're zipping along, you'll be able to say, hey, there was an accident or a hazard or uh, um, a, um, a speed check. You know, if you see a, a speed check uh, where they're stopping people or you see a, a police officer or highway patrol officer with a, a radar gun. And uh, that's something that's sort of been the the purview of Waze up until now. And so although, you know, Apple Maps has has gotten traffic information, it's usually from the traditional traffic reporters, usually from the uh, traffic authority of that area. They've got sensors in the road and they've got cameras and they can give you an idea about what roughly what speed traffic is traveling in and they have integrated that previously but now they're going to allow you to identify hazards um, the other thing that that these phones can do realize is that that you know if you've got the maps on and you're using uh, a route a direction that you have have had it route for you um, it can tell how fast you're going and then use that to judge how fast the traffic is going and they can do that without gathering any specific information about you they can just say you know vehicles in this area or, car, or our phones in this area are traveling on a route that's going x so fast on on such road and use that information to make their their uh, reported traffic speeds more accurate and apple has started doing that a while ago so what's new is the ability for you as a user of an apple map to uh to report a hazard or an accident and so that then will be shared amongst other people using those maps and it will give Apple a uh, more information on the screen to be similarly competitive to Waze. Um, you know, I, I wonder though if there if there's any issues with uh, Waze and their patents because up to this point, Waze is the only one who's been doing that that I'm aware of that gives you the ability to do that reporting. And I know there were some some um, um, standalone GPSs that used to do that that had like a, a 
a phone connection into the cell, cell system and you had to pay for a service, but they would do that. In fact, before, before smartphones and mapping, I had a family member who used to have a, I think it was called Dash, was the name of the company, and they made a GPS that you could uh, put that kind of information into, and that each of these things would also track how fast other people are going who had these same GPSs. The problem was is that there weren't very many of them out there, so you didn't always use, you, you didn't get that granular support when there was only, you know, a few of them in all of the county you live in. Um, everybody's got phones. And so, uh, and in fact, lots and lots of people have Apple phones, and I suspect that if Apple does it, that the fine folks uh, at uh, at Google will do something like this already. If in fact, it's probably already built into the, the the Android OS because Google's been doing this through Google Maps, and they bought Waze, so Waze is a Google product now. So um, the difference being that they'll use that information to say, "Hey, so and so drives past your store every day. How about you advertise with us?" And uh, and so they'll use that information more specifically tied to an individual, whereas Apple doesn't do that. Um, and again, it's that's fine. Just disclose what information it is you're you're tracking on me, uh, and that way I'll have uh, um, you know I get to make the decision as to whether I want to share that information for your service or whether I'd rather pay for that information through a different service because they don't care who I am or why I'm asking for it. So. Um, so anyway, this reporting button uh, apparently is still in er early days, and and uh, it'll be uh, it's it's looking like it's in it going to be released in fourteen point five. Right now we're on fourteen point four, but the beta software is they're on beta two or three. So usually somewhere around beta four or five is when they go live with something. So we might see something in the next month or so where there's an update to. Uh, to uh, Apple Maps, and they're saying that it does also work with uh, CarPlay. So um, uh, if you're using your phone via a CarPlay connection in your car, uh, you'll, you'll be able to tap on the CarPlay map and identify if there's something stopping. So here's Erin. Let's have her join us. Good morning. Good morning. Happy morning. Yeah. Hey, hey, um, We'll get back to the 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 uh, conversation we were wrapping up with on the radio and ran out of time. But I just briefly, I was telling people about the uh, one of the features that people have found in the beta of iOS fourteen point five, and we're on fourteen point four right now as the last released version. Actually, fourteen point four, yeah, fourteen point four, not fourteen point four one. I don't think there's been a micro update. But, uh, yeah, the, and they're on, like, the second beta of 14.5, so we can expect maybe two or three more betas before it's released and maybe another month or two before we'll see it. But, uh, uh, you know, there's been a lot of controversy about that one because that's the one that also forces... Uh, well, that, that version is going to force uh, app developers to, uh, to disclose any data that they're collecting about people, and those people then have the, the ability to say yes or no. And then the developer can yeah. say, okay, we're going to allow you to use it whether you tell us or not, or if you don't tell us, then the app won't run. And Facebook has been up in arms about that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big supporter of it. It's like, fine, you know, I don't care. If, if I want to exchange information about me for services, great. I have the right to do that. But I also have the right to know what information it is that you're collecting. And Apple's just forcing developers exactly. on the Apple platform to do that. And because they haven't done it of their own accord. So Apple just says, well, you know what? To be fair, you have to now. 
and uh, and Facebook is screaming and taking out ads in the Washington Post and complaining loudly about how unfair that is. Um, so we'll see how that all shakes out. But the other thing is the ability within the maps to now report accidents and hazards and speed checks and stuff that you see along the roadway, just like they do in Waze. So that oh, the maps nice. will now have, uh, you know, if you choose to participate, you'll you'll be able to add to the amount of information about the roadway ahead for people who are following behind you. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And that will work. They've already tested it in the beta. It already does work with um, cars that are CarPlay equipped. So if you have your phone plugged into CarPlay, you'll be able to do it there. It'll be interesting to see uh, if, uh, oh, it says here, yeah, they, they can. They've also set it up to use voice commands. So you'll be able to say, hey, Shlomo, there's an accident. And it'll log it automatically if you're on a, um, if you're being routed on the map right then. So I have to tell That's you a, that right now I'm, I'm going through no drive-through access from streets. Wait, what? You're trying to get your coffee. I am. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go to this Starbucks. I'll go to another Starbucks. Yeah, if they're making it too difficult for you to actually even get in line, then it's like forget it. I haven't had my coffee yet. <laughs> Don't make exactly. it too complex. Don't make this exactly. too complex, or I just won't bother. So I'm going to guess that the, I'm in Redlands, and this particular one backs up all the time and blocks traffic. So I'm going to yeah. take a guess that that's the reason why they're, they have said, yeah. no, no, you can't pull in and go straight to the drive-thru. You have to go through our yeah. little rigmarole. And nobody's in yeah. the I'm sure they probably had the police probably had the police knocking on their door saying you need to do something about the way you're structuring your lines because you're blocking traffic. So, so give me a know. second. And I understand that. There's a um, Chick-fil-A in, uh, in Corona, at the south end of Corona, that the line always backs up well outside of their parking lot. And they're in a shopping mall area. And they back their line up. And they now route their line out into the other part of the parking lot, which isn't specifically their parking lot. Which, in and of itself, it's like, great, you know, no big deal. But they're also blocking the roadway that goes through the parking lot. And so... Um, you have to kind of loop around to get around the big Chick-fil-A line. Um, and I don't know about you, but I'm one of those guys who, if there's a place that I know has lines like that pretty regularly, I just don't go anymore. I refuse to do it. I don't care if I want it or if I'm, you know, I, 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 I seldom go to any Chick-fil-A's, you know, because I don't want to sit in a line. I, I just, I'm not going to do it. It's not worth it. It's not that good. It's like, okay, great. It's chicken, <laughs> you know? They opened up a Raising Cane's here in Corona, and the Raising Cane's also, every time I've been by, has a big line. And it's like, I wouldn't mind going in there and trying it. I mean, I've heard people raving about it, but, you know, it's chicken fingers. It's, you know, I'm not going to sit in a line. Not when right next door is a Taco Bell or a Del Taco that's that's that I can get through the drive-thru in, in, you know, 90 seconds or less. Um, uh, so, I don't know. To each their own, I guess. Obviously, they're doing just fine because somebody's willing to wait in line for those raising cane chicken chicken fillets. It's crazy stuff. So, did I lose you? So or are I'm, you ordering your I'm coffee? In, no, I'm in the drive-thru. Sorry, I'm recording a podcast. I'm in the drive-thru, and I'm now going to pay for my Starbucks. Ah, okay, you're busy. So, I'll just let you be busy, and I'll keep talking. So, um, <laughs> anyway, the... Uh, 
back to the the recent beta. There's actually been more people than normal um, signing up for the uh, public beta to download the the version this version of Apple Apple's uh, operating system because in addition to the aforementioned features that that have upset the fine folks at Facebook, wink wink, and the mapping changes, <laughs> they also have integrated into this version a means of opening up your phone while wearing a mask. So what it does is the face ID looks at your eyes and eyebrows and is able to get a certain amount of data from that, but not enough to be sure that it's you. But if you have a watch on your wrist that is unlocked, meaning that you've already verified that the watch on your wrist is yours, uh, then it'll automatically unlock the phone. So it'll say between the watch and seeing your eyeballs, we're able to say, okay, with reasonable confidence that that's you and we'll unlock the phone. So for those of us who use the phone for grocery lists, this is going to be a godsend. Um, but uh, so there, there's several features in this new version of the operating system that people are going, hey, I don't even want to wait. I'm going to go ahead and sign up for the public beta so I can play with that now. Yeah, actually, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. And thank you for yeah. letting me go through the Starbucks. We're talking about coffee on the radio show, and I'm like, I really <laughs> want a flat white. And so we planted the I got, seed. Planted the seed. I got myself a flat white. Yeah. Well, good. Enjoy. Enjoy. So, uh, and you were so, able to um, uh, you, I heard you manage talking the about line. Raising canes. Yeah. I heard you talk, and raising canes always has a really long line for us too. And mm-hmm. yeah, I I'm not going to wait that long for fast food. I'm just not not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's chicken strips. And I don't care how good they are, it's chicken strips. And I feel that way about uh, pretty much anything that has a line in it. You know, and it's funny because people will, you know, everybody has their different um, uh, standards for what they'll do and what they're willing to put up with. Like, um, I have repeatedly, I think, said both here and on the radio show, you know, I, I won't go to a parade unless forced. I just, I have a huge distaste for parades because it's essentially standing in line waiting for people who are walking in line to walk by you it's it's lines it's really yeah. this is like my nightmare why on earth would i yeah, want to go to a parade of but any if kind you live out in the middle of nowhere a parade's exciting okay <laughs> i know that was my dad's you know as a child growing up in the middle of kansas a parade was a big celebration usually the whole town was there and so he loved parades and so in my youth, we went to parades anywhere within 100 miles of our house. Um, he loved parades. Uh, when we moved to California, one of the first things we did when, it, when the year rolled around was, you know, get up at 3 in the morning and march over to Pasadena to see the Rose Parade, which we had watched on television for years and years. And I'm perfectly happy to watch it on television or put it on in the background while I'm going about my life on a, you know, New Year's morning. But, uh, um yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm just not a. I, although it's funny because it has led to some some awkward situations where you know somebody's going to a parade, you know, and there's often parades for specific causes, and they'll say, "Oh yeah, I'm going to go to the parade." And as soon as I hear the word parade, I go off on, "Why on earth would you go to a parade? That's the dumbest thing in the world. Parades are stupid." And it's like, and they're like, "But you don't support starving kittens?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, no, I support starving kittens. I'm anti-parade." You know exactly. <laughs> Yeah, let me just but give you just, some money, and I'm going to go away now. Yeah, exactly. And it's so, so I've had to like backpedal a little bit to explain to people. It's like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm got no issues with 
parades for causes. I just don't like parades. I'm, I'll support the causes, whatever they might be, and don't take my disdain for parades as disdain for any particular cause, because that's not the case. It's the parade itself that bothers me. <laughs> and most people are like, huh? I don't get that. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to go through the whole story. Just take me at my word. I don't like parades. Rah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, so back to the topic we were talking about as we left the radio. Um, we were talking about the playing of the national anthem at sporting events. And specifically, uh, Mark Cuban has stopped playing the national anthem at all uh, Dallas Mavericks games. And it wasn't clear whether he had um, replaced it with like the, uh, you know, the America the Beautiful or something like that, or he just decided not to play anything. Um, I think he's not playing anything because yeah. the, the article ends with him saying, you know, do you play a song at the beginning of your work day? Right. I'm like, well, no, but I don't have an audience that's paying money to watch me either. <laughs> exactly. I don't have an audience on my work day either. So. Um, apparently, the history of that was uh, beginning of World War One, and then cemented uh, in World War Two as a way to to build up patriotism and to remind people to uh, donate to the war effort. I, I honestly think it's a good practice. I do, and and you know when you look at other countries, yeah, other countries don't do that, but in other mm -hmm. countries, you don't they, they don't have the history that we do. And what I mean by history, sure. I'll give you an example. Sure. Um, so I remember after 9-11, I was um, doing some volunteer work for a German language uh, magazine here in Southern California called German World. And the, um, the owner of the magazine said, uh, uh, you, know, you know, like, why do you Americans, you know, I see American flags everywhere. We would never do that. We would never have German flags everywhere. And I said, yeah, but in Germany, you're German, meaning you were born a German, you speak German, you have this you know, long, long history of all being German together, you're German. Mm -hmm. It's a people. Well, it's and, a and race as well as a country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a people. In the United States, we don't have that. People are Americans by choice. And even, you know, yes, there's lots of people who are born here, but you're, you're still, if you ask um, your average person uh, what, what's their heritage, they're going to tell you Scottish, Irish, Mexican, you know, uh, Thai, whatever mm -hmm. it is. You know, yeah, you don't ask somebody their heritage in places like Germany because they'll look at you like, well, German dummy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? I mean, unless they're markedly, like if they've got a Turkish name or something, um, yeah. you know, you're going to know that they're German. And, and so there's we, we have to weave that fabric together ourselves and make a decision to be woven together. And right. these shared experiences are part of that. Yeah. Well, and, and like I said, I, I, you know, we only sing the first verse. There are multiple verses of this, and some of the verses are offensive, and, uh, and I get that. And, and so I, I think that but maybe what we should— nobody sings them. Well, uh, true, even knows true. Nobody they are unless somebody says, go look them up, and you look them up. Otherwise, they wouldn't know. Right, but, I mean, people go look them up, and there are people who look it up and go, why are we, why are we singing a song written by somebody who was a— a slave owner and whose family made their money through slaves and was vocal, very vocal, and wrote often about the continuation of slavery, and uh, and and put you know 
talking about, you know, no, giving no refuge to hirelings and slaves right in the lyrics. And we're going to call that our national anthem. I think that's it's it's in well, poor taste in today's world that we maybe should consider a different song or at least changing lyrics. You know what? You know, I'm fine with that. I, I'm fine with America the Beautiful being our national anthem. I right. just think that we need to have the shared experience yeah. that ties us together. Right. That, that you know, I, I think you make a good case. Re- recommit. So yeah. uh, make, make it America the Beautiful. Yeah, I think you make a very good case for, for the idea of doing that. And, you know, I mean, when I pointed out that, you know, other countries don't do that, you know, as, soon, as I'm saying it, I'm thinking, yeah, that's like saying, well, why do it? Because Bobby did it, you know? And it's like, well, yeah. you know, that's stupid. I mean, clearly, you know, because somebody else does or doesn't do something should have no no account as to why we do or do, do don't do something you know there's other countries that are run by dictators and 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 kill off everybody they don't like and and there are those who would argue that the united states has done that to some extent as well in different arenas but um uh, at different times in their history but it's you know uh, i th- i think that maybe this is just not the right song anymore and so i uh, you know having looked at the lyrics and looked at the history of it um, but I, I agree with you, though. I think doing away with the idea of singing a national anthem uh, takes away from us as a national entity. It, it, it's part of, you know, our goal should be to to bring us together. And and either we, you know, take the take the the, the lyrics and say, well, you know, we're, let's let's rewrite these in at least that verse or, or some of the verses in, in a means or a way that uh, that is less offensive. Or if you just say, you know, very, the very fact that, that, that this guy was so so offensive in and of himself, uh, that we just say, let's pick a different song. Let's, pick, I mean, this is one that's incredibly hard to sing anyway. <laughs> so it's more often sung really badly than not. Uh, maybe we just pick one that's a little easier to sing, and that you know, I mean, like you said, America the Beautiful. We all know. I mean, it's not like it hasn't, you know, at least since my youth, it's been sung pretty regularly and very often, um, you know, along with our national anthem, um, you know, maybe we pick something different. I mean, the fact that this song basically was copped from a, you know, a drinking song from a, a music club doesn't bode well either, you know, the musically. So. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm tired of, um, we, 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 Hang on a second. We have a tendency as a people, as a modern people, because this, this is new, to focus on all of the things that we've done wrong or could have done better and use that as a bludgeon against Americans. Now, all we need to admit our wrongs and we need to fix them. Yeah. But does that mean well. that, that, I mean, like, I'll use the whole 1619 project, which was... I think Nicole Hannah-Jones, I think, is the woman's name who who wrote it. It is a historical fiction, but it is put out there um, as if it is absolutely true. And what it what it the the premise is is that America was actually founded in 1619, and the whole country, the history is about um, protecting slavery, and it's hogwash, and and historians agree that it's hogwash, but it's mm-hmm. it's it's used as a bludgeon against you know people who would be standing up for the united states now have we committed sins yeah own them and move on yeah yeah well and that's kind of what i'm saying about the 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 um um 
national anthem is. I think it's like, okay, I mean, I'm not denying the history of it, but I'm saying, you know, okay, maybe it's not the right set of words and the right history of a song for us to be picking as our national anthem. Maybe we should pick a different one or at least change this one um, at the very least. Um, because, yeah, it, I mean, I get it. it. It's it's not appropriate in this day and age. It probably wasn't appropriate, you know, 50 years ago. And, you know, I, fine, move on. Pick a different thing and 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 say, okay, we fixed that. We we could fix one thing. Let's fix that. Let's move on. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it's just, you know, yeah. I you know it's it, but it's it it is you know, even though we don't generally sing that many verses of it, uh, and if we would, we'd sing it badly. Um, it's, <laughs> I mean, stop, let's be honest. Stop. Let's be honest. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it is, I think, without question, offensive lyrics. And so, and, and most people aren't even aware of those lyrics, as you said, because nobody ever sings past the first, the first uh, stanza. But, uh, you know, fine. It's, it is offensive. So either say, you know, that our official national anthem is just the first stanza, period. It, we will never sing the other parts, which we have which we on occasion. But we have on occasion at, at, uh, like the re the rededication of the Statue of Liberty, they sang five verses. They the, the uh, they created a, a special fifth verse during that singing. Um, in addition to Sandy Patty was the one who who wrote and sang the anthem at that uh, at the 1986 oh. rededication of the Statue of Liberty, and she sang all four original verses and the and a fifth verse that she wrote. You know, and as I said, uh, you know, uh, for a while during the 1860s. Uh, as part of the Civil War era, Oliver Wendell Holmes Sr. wrote a fifth verse that was actually published in a lot of books. And so, you know, the, it's people who have song books and who do, who sing, you know, see all the lyrics. If those aren't the right lyrics to, sup- to represent who we are as a people, drop them or change songs. It's I don't see the big deal in doing that, you know. Or, you know, like I said, you could also say, well, here's the official version of the of the anthem for the country. And it's one stanza. That's it. You know, because I think that first stanza, there's nothing there that would be offensive to most people. You know, the issues come further in the song, and those are parts that are seldom, seldom sung. So so just drop them. Just say, okay, they're not part of the song. Not for us. You know, I'm sure there'd be people who would stamp their feet and say, it's still not right. Okay, fine. America the Beautiful. But I think you're right. I think, you know, doing something sort of patriotic at the beginning of our sporting events is actually kind of nice. And it, and it's a, it has a, a uniting effect of saying, you know, all of us from all over the place are a, we, yes, you know, and yeah. that's, and that's by choice. We're here because a, we want to be here. And it is a uniquely American thing. We are the most diverse country on the planet. Not that you can't move to other places and, and, and fit in. That's not what I'm saying. But, but the fact that we have accepted and have, you know, as and let people become Americans from literally all over the world, over many, many, many generations, um, it's quite remarkable. It really mm-hmm. is. Yeah, and it's not always been a smooth road. You know, there's been lots of bumps along the that's way. Because people are people. Right. But that's you know. I mean. But that's that's we should actually revel in those differences and say you know it's better it's we 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 right the wrongs and we 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 forward the the bumps and 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 divots and and uh, and move on. Yes. Yes. It's a good thing. That's yes, a good it thing. is. 
Yeah. Somehow it seems like, you know, we're in this, this, this mentality of like anything that causes anybody any discomfort should be avoided. And I think that if we do that, we're doing ourselves a disservice. You know, it's sort of like the idea of, you know, if you have any pain at all, take a Percocet, you know? And it's like, well, wait a minute. A, that's way overkill. B, it's addictive. And C, pain's there for a reason. Maybe it means you should slow down <laughs> instead of just, you know, masking it and marching forward. Um, you know, we, we used to be, not we used to be, we have got, we have become, we have come to think that everything being perfect is normal. When I say perfect, I mean, you know, that, that, that we have a right to a pain-free life, that we have a right mm -hmm. to feel good, to, to not be offended, to not be put out, to not be uncomfortable. Um, we as a culture, and I understand that individuals are obviously that's not true because there's lots of discomfort, but being uncomfortable, being, um, you know, that's what causes growth. Pain yeah. causes growth. And necessity is the mother of invention. So, you know, not that I want everybody to be uncomfortable all of the time, but discomfort is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, not no, always I, we're, a bad we're, thing. yeah, no, I think we're, we're, we are on the same page here. You know, it's like, I'm not saying we should, you know, seek out pain and agony. Um, no, but, but you also don't back away from things because it will be difficult. You don't back away from things because it might cause some discomfort. Um, I, I always tell my athletes. Pain. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, I, you know, my, um, my, I, I tell my athletes that, you know, I can't, I, I'm not you. I can't tell what you're feeling, but you have to learn what's the difference between discomfort and pain. And you have to endure lots of discomfort in order to be good at, at anything. You're going to have to stress your body mentally and physically, and it will be uncomfortable. If it's not uncomfortable, then you're not doing it right. If it, moves beyond that and into pain because you have hurt yourself, then you're the one who has to say, wait a minute, stop, hold up. And you've got to make that call. But if you make that call too easily, then you're doing yourself a disservice. You won't be able to move forward as much as other people who are willing to deal with more discomfort. But you've got to understand the difference between discomfort and pain because I can't feel it for you. That's true. So... That's true. There are people who like discomfort and they do it for fun. They're called Spartan racers and marathoners. <laughs> yeah, those people are nuts. They're crazy. <laughs> yeah, all those people who run people. till their toenails come off are, are people who have gone way beyond the pale. <laughs> it's like, yes, when your toenails come off, that's God's way of saying stop. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And I say that, and I, and I know there are are. Uh, you know, hikers and, and, and runners and, and, you know, distance racers and stuff that that's just part of what happens, you know? And you're like, ah. I wonder how many toenails Lewis and Clark lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were basically probably just wearing like a moccasins. It's true. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like when, you, when you're going across barely. country in a pair of essentially house slippers, uh, you're probably not pushing your toes quite so much. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I've been thinking about the the, law, the missing ordinance from that Marine base. It's kind of yeah. freaking me out. Not going to sleep well tonight. Well, you know, because you don't really know, who, you know, who took it and yeah. what's in their head. You know, yeah, are they exactly. a terrorist of some kind? Are they, you know, because there have been, you know, um, 
terrorist episodes on military bases bases and oh yeah you know you don't know you don't know yeah just because somebody's in the military doesn't mean that they're uh you know mentally i mean you, you hope that they're they're mentally stable and that they get weeded out if they're not but uh you know they're just a a a uh subset of the population at, at large and so there's going to be people who have all the same you know pros and cons of personalities and personality disorders and things like that amongst them um, amongst the people in the military as well indeed so yeah you know um there has been some some sad sad things that have happened on military bases because somebody on the base wigged out and and they're armed you know there was a um a movie at one point who was they were talking a police a policeman was talking to a guy who was a former military policeman and they says you know so you know what's your job like and he says well it's pretty much just like your job except that everybody has guns <laughs> you know? oh you're like, like oh. okay yeah that's true <laughs> so it's like being a police officer in texas <laughs> there you go or arizona yeah. they're allowed to open carry in arizona yeah yeah and so, all the Karens yeah. in California say, they shouldn't be allowed to do that. Well, don't yeah, move to Arizona and it won't bother you. Exactly. It's, it's worked for them. Have, yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and, and you, don't you don't have to you live there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you want to vote? Move there. And, and then you can vote about what they get to do. Exactly. You know? And, uh, you know, which, again, is one of those things that's, that's a very American way of handling things, right? It's, it's um, uh, in a lot of countries that kind of thing would be handled at the federal level and you wouldn't have like different, like I can't imagine different uh, regions within Germany saying, well, you can carry a gun here, but you can't carry a gun there. Or you can, you know, it's just, it's, it's, you know, most of Europe isn't that way, but, uh, but in the United States, it's like, no, the States have rights. They get to make some of the rules about what it's like to live here. You know, the idea was push more decisions down away from the federal government and towards local control. You know, yes. too often I think we have re- backpedaled from that, I think, a little bit more than we probably should have. Well, and there, so. there's a segment of our society who wants more federal control. And yes. I just know I think that's bad. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I th- Well, I think they have been slowly eating away at states' rights for a long time. And I know when you say states' rights that for a lot of people that's code for, for uh, uh, you know, going back to the Civil War, it's code for all kinds of bad things um i don't mean it in any coded way i'm just saying that there's a reason that we want more local control and less federal control yes because the needs of people in paducah are different from the needs of people in los angeles just saying someday i'm gonna visit paducah just so i can (laughs) say i've been there and oshkosh i want to visit oshkosh (laughs) just so i can step out of my car and go i'm in oshkosh bagosh They used to refer to Oshkosh and Happy Days. Remember this Happy Days TV show? Yes, but they, it was set in Wisconsin, wasn't it? Set it was. Like it was set in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they, they would fairly regularly say something like, you know, Richie Cunningham would go, yeah, I was going to go down to Oshkosh. And he'd always open his mouth real wide when he said it because it's Oshkosh. <laughs> <sighs> yes, it's like a, those funny, funny names like Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I can't even say Milwaukee without immediately going to Wayne's World and hearing uh, Alice Cooper explaining the history of Milwaukee to to Wayne and Garth. <laughs> 
my mind just goes right there immediately. You know, it's like they expect this wild party backstage and no, they're sitting back behind stage, uh, you know, talking about the history of the uh, Algonquin Indians and sipping tea. And they get back there and they're like, this isn't this isn't what we expected. Yes. Alice Cooper is a businessman. He, and yeah. he likes to play golf and he likes to to do those things that businessmen like to do. Yeah, he absolutely is. You know, his business just happens to be parading Music. around and batting, you know, biting the heads off of bats. Uh, oh, no, that was he actually, Ozzie. I don't think Alice Yeah, did that was Ozzy. Um, Alice did things like that, though, too, and dancing around with snakes. It was all, you know, and, and what people don't realize is that, you know, like you said, is that he was quite the show or the businessman and the showman. He actually was one of the first um, uh, guys for his stage show to to uh, hire magicians to help do, you know, some of the things that he did on stage to make it look like certain things were happening that weren't happening. So he was using illusions and sleight of hand to put on his show. And it was a show. And he, more than anybody, recognized that. And, uh, you know, more power to him. More power to him. So, yep. Yep. So apparently um, a TikTok user... Uh, went viral when she told people she contracted chlamydia in her lungs from smoking a bad vape cartridge. Chlamydia say, in her lungs. Okay, say, say that again. A what? Who yes. said where? What? How, what a, was? A TikTok user. Uh-huh. Um, Says went that viral she. Okay. After she told people she contracted chlamydia in her lungs from smoking a bad vape cartridge. She was vaping. Okay. And she, and she says that now do we know that this is factual or is this is this a thing that can happen or is this her wigging everybody out? Okay, so this I mean, is let me let me this is this is from BuzzFeed News. So in right. her video which has nearly 2 million views, she plays the put the finger down uh put a finger down trend saying so Put a finger down if um, in October you got super, super sick with pneumonia and you tried to tell everybody in your family that you felt like it was something more than that. You tried to tell the doctors and the hospitals that you were suffering from something more than that. You suffered with a fever for almost 13 days. Nobody believed you. They just kept testing you for COVID, testing you for antibodies, testing you for hepatitis, literally anything and everything was negative. Finally, it comes back to you that you have chlamydia in your lungs from vaping and smoking a bad cartridge. Um, yes. One more reason not to put smoke or vapor into your lungs. Yes. It was from a salt nicotine vape, and the bacteria in her lungs came directly from the cartridge. Um, hmm. uh, and they're, apparently she's not alone. Other people have shared the same stories. Um, one person says, this happened to my brother. He was in the ICU for three weeks. His lungs almost collapsed. And that's what she says. That's why they need to legalize it everywhere. No, you dummy. That's why they need to no stop smoking yeah. this stuff that can give you the clap in your lungs. Yeah, here's the thing: is that a lot of those uh, cartridges are not sold by, uh, you know, recognized and safe manufacturers. It's some dude who's putting them together in his garage and selling them to friends at the bowling alley or something. You know, of course, these days that ain't happening because you know COVID. But um, but you still find the guy hanging out at the Seven Eleven, right? 
Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, or, or even they sell it in a 7-Eleven because the guy who owns it, some guy comes to him and says, here, I'll sell these to you for a dollar less a piece and you can put that money in your pocket. And so that's what happens is there's a, a huge, uh, industry that's basically, you know, away from the light of day, putting these things together and you don't know where they're coming from. And so, yeah, all the risks of, you know, basically buying street drugs are happening with, with, you know, something that seems, uh, you know, to be a a non-risk type of behavior, and we're finding out more and more in lots and lots of ways that it is a an incredibly risky behavior, and that we should stay away from it. So somebody else tweeted, my my friend had parasites coming out of him for a bad from a bad cart. He didn't learn his Oof. lesson though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another person says I had a collapse lung from my vape. Another person says, I was super sick in October. They did all kinds of tests, CT, MRI, ultrasound, blood work, all kinds of tests. I vaped too. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, they said he was diagnosed with Evali or Evali, E-V-A-L-I, um, which is a dangerous newly identified lung disease linked to vaping. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was glad when um, uh, virtually everything in California said we're everywhere in California. They said we're we're now treating vaping just like smoking, so you're not allowed to do it in public places. You have to go outside of buildings, and it's like I don't want that stuff being blown out into space. You know, it's funny because you know we talk about like you know wearing a mask and how much your 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 breath moves around and how far it spreads. Uh, all you have to do is look at somebody who smokes or somebody who vapes, and when they exhale, you can see where all that stuff goes. And it goes, you know, six feet's not really protection, protecting you much. Put your mask on. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, I, I I, just, yeah. I'm I'm not a fan of smoking. I'm not a fan of vaping. You want to kill yourself, do it on your own time and in your own space. Don't do it around me. Yep. Yeah. You know. Yes. Very scary. Yep. Just yuck. Yeah, this is like a horror story, you know. Parasites came crawling out of his nose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that literally is like that could be the, the you know, a scene from a horror movie. That's just, man. Please. So, uh, <laughs> Vincent Damon Furnier. What was that? Yeah. Vincent Damon Furnier. Who was that? Alice Cooper. Oh. Yeah. Well, I knew his mother didn't name him Alice. D- Vincent yeah. David Formier. Damon. He was named after Damon Runyon. Oh. A- and his David, uncle Vincent. Damon Runyon. Yeah, so Vincent Damon Furnier. Damon Runyon was the guy who um, wrote the... Um, uh, well, he's a newspaper man and a one, but he wrote the... the uh, stories for um uh, uh the story behind like the movie the the musical guys and dolls and he uh did a lot of writing for um william randolph hearst he, he wrote short fiction and stuff and so um uh the film i there's some older films like um uh little miss marker and stuff but damon runyon's stories were very much sort of the the um uh little guy does good, you know, work hard, put your nose to the grindstone and you'll, you'll, you know, live the American dream kind of thing. 
Ah. You well, had not heard of Damon I... Runyon? No, I had not. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, granted, he was incredibly well-known in the 1920s, so it was a little before your time. A <laughs> little bit, a little bit, a little bit before yeah. your time, Todd. Yeah, but it, yeah, his his story collections, Guys and Dolls, was one of them, which it was obviously made into a musical. Um, um, you know, I don't know. There's there's a bunch of them. Uh, it's yeah, like I said, he's a short story writer and essayist. So so uh, you know, look him up if you're interested. I guess. So, you know, it's funny because you mentioned something earlier that I was unaware of, which was the 1619 Project. So I pulled up the Wikipedia page on that. I'll have to read a little bit more about that and educate myself. But, but you know, just your description of it makes me think, okay, these are people trying to create history that didn't happen, huh? Yes. But this is this is how I feel, so this should be the history, so we'll just write it and everybody will believe well, us. Well, and the history of, of slavery is bad enough. I mean, it's horrific. Yeah. We don't need yeah. to exaggerate. Yeah, we don't have to make up. Up, up stories of the horror of slavery there were stories that were the horror of slavery exactly um you know and not that many generations ago people who had you know first-hand knowledge of it so um yeah so yeah. we are completely out of time we are time flies when you're confused and 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 meandering um <laughs> so Thanks for joining us on that happy thought. Thanks for joining us on this happy Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow on Thursday morning. My name is Todd Brinker. I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.